Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. Uh, really good. We're, uh, as we both know, we're working hard toward next week's partnership forum, first one ever on the East Coast. We're very excited about that. So I know you've been working real hard with the team on last minute uh, topics and issues. And, uh, you know, I, this is going to set the stage, I, I believe, for, uh, you know, a place on the East Coast where law enforcement and bankers and fintech execs and others can connect. So I know that that's uh, top of mind of both of us. Yes, and I'll put in the shameless plug, there's still time to register for the forum. You can go to amlpf.com, and if you go, there's a big red registration, register now tab there. Um, uh, please do so. Uh, we're going to be at the uh, Mayflower Hotel on Connecticut Avenue, and uh, we have a great lot. We do truly have a great uh, program lined up. People, big senior people from the agencies who are going to, uh, and, uh, uh, practitioners, uh, together talking practical, what's going on, exchanging information and each getting smarter from having been with the others. So, uh, looking forward to it. Um, so for this week's, uh, podcast, uh, I'm sure you saw, uh, secretary Yellen's, uh, remarks, uh, late last week on digital assets, ah. um, a continuing topic in the regulatory universe. Right. And that's obviously also something that we'll be covering next week. Um, the various uh, crypto responses from all the law enforcement agencies. Yeah, the uh, uh, the speech was delivered uh, locally at American University. And uh, she mentioned a few things that I thought were definitely relevant to our world. Uh, one is the, you know, the president signed an executive order a couple of weeks ago, and I know we've talked about that briefly, for a, a government-wide approach to digi digital asset uh, policy. And so she raised a, a number of things that are going on. She gave sort of a historical background of, uh, you know, payment issues, but how important it was to, uh, to be opened to both innovation uh, but to, to recognize that you don't you base your regulation on technology alone, but on utility, that sort of thing. So I thought it was uh, it's a useful outline, I think, of the secretary's views, but also sort of government wide. And, and I think the uh, the list of lessons that she had there are particularly relevant. Yeah, agreed. And it was a, a reminded me, um, you know, she's been she was uh, on the board of governors of the federal reserve and now she's a cabinet secretary, but, um, she is an academic and I mean that in the best way. Um, you know, right. Uh, and so you could see, I mean, this was, you know, this could have been a lecture to a graduate class on, uh, on, you know, monetary policy. <laughs> no, uh, it, yeah, that's right. And I think that one of the things that, uh, is useful, uh, to understand, in terms of the themes that she said, with the themes is that we've already sort of mentioned, you know, the importance of technology, but not to overreact to technology, to sort of stay ahead of the game. And she referenced the 2008 
financial crisis and all the new products and how, frankly, the government really didn't keep up to speed with that. And uh, they want to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes this time. Yes, uh, agreed. She also, and you mentioned her, you know, that part of this was about innovation. She used a phrase in the, of what she called the, the very, um, her very final lesson in the title of that, we need to work together to ensure responsible innovation. And I think that that, you know, I think, I, I think that's a good phrase. Um, you know, there's many kinds of innovation that can happen and, you know, I think her point is just because we know how we can figure out how to do it from a policy perspective, you still have to figure out, does it make sense to have it done? And if it does, does it need a framework? And that, in fact, is what governmental policy and governmental regulation is. It's a framework in within which um, all kinds of innovation uh, operate. You know, we, we think of the um, the kind of innovation that's happening today, but most of the things that we think take for take for granted, even even think of as old school, they were innovations at a time. You know, um, and some of them not all that long ago. I mean, you know, you and I certainly were, grew up without having a personal mobile phone. I mean, there, right. if someone had a mobile phone, it was this big honking thing in their car. And it took up the the actual transmitter took up half the trunk of the car, um, and there were about five people in the world that had them. Uh, but now we all have them in our pockets, and but um, and we take it for granted. But it was innovation, and it did grow up in the uh, you know within the framework of telecommunications policy and regulation. So um, I think as we all move forward. Rather than, in my opinion, rather than looking at gov- the government, governments looking at this and, and people saying it's stifling innovation, I think, you know, it is a part of how innovation actually happens. It happens sometimes ahead and sometimes within the, the structure of um, how does it fit into everything else? Yeah. You know, she had some, besides very uh, comprehensive comments some very simple themes, right? She said uh, about technology and being neutral and uh, encouraging innovation. It's illegal to evade taxes, launder money, or avoid sanctions. And it doesn't matter whether you're using checks, wires, or crypto. So I think that's pretty important uh, to recognize because a lot of people are sort of on both sides of this rather than in the middle. Some are saying this is the greatest thing. It's going to just make inclusion and financial access available to everybody. And then the other side, it says, we're never going to figure out what the criminals are doing. And the answer is sort of in the middle, like it is with everything. And they, she goes into specific referencing to anti-money laundering and CTF frameworks like you referenced, uh, working with our international counterparts. And then one of the examples in here, she said, just this week, um, OFAC took strong action against the world's largest dark net market, Hydra, as well as uh, what I think is called uh, Garantex, I think that's how you pronounce it, a ransomware enabling virtual currency exchange. So, you know, just just examples of all that. And then she references what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the national risk assessment and saying that yep. based on the task force and all the work we're doing, we're going to build on that risk assessment that identifies, you know, key financing risks, illicit financing risks associated with digital assets. So, Again, working globally, working with the private sector, which they reference, 
encouraging innovation. You know, those are all great goals. But as long as that's the strategy, all those referenced groups should be at the table trying to figure this out as opposed to saying, don't regulate us, you know, don't limit what we're trying to do. Instead, offer up that you understand that these challenges need to be met. Yes. Um, uh, and I think all, uh, I think she, I think as you pointed out a little earlier in our conversation, this is a worthwhile read and it's not terribly long, but it's right. a worthwhile read because it does a nice job of blending history and, and creating a lot of context, I think, for the conversations that are, have been ongoing in, in the industry uh, and at the policy level for a while, and they're accelerating. She talks a little bit about central bank digital currencies. Um, she talks about, um, you know, uh, in terms of regular commerce, that while um, it may be not all that practical for um, cryptocurrencies to be used in regular commerce, she says, to buy a sandwich or a gallon of milk. She right. says, she talks about other digital assets like stable coins or potentially um, central bank digital currencies could succeed, there's a quote, uh, at being more widely used as a means of exchange, raising potential benefits and risks. Um, the whole idea that um, uh, she recognizes that because of the volatility, among other things, that cryptocurrencies may not be a practical long-term uh, way to do regular commerce. And her reference here is buy a sandwich or a gallon of milk, but that right. digital assets and like other digital assets, stable coin or potentially, you know, uh, central bank uh, digital currencies uh, could succeed, you know, in being used as a regular day-to-day -day means of exchange, raising benefits and, you know, risks potentially. So, um, I, again, I, I was just beyond that, just saying that, you know, it, this is a good piece to read and get context for all of the conversations that are going on. I agree. I agree. Uh, so let's see, we've got a webinar coming up. Um, the 28th of April, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time, live stream. You can register on our website. It's about domestic terrorism. We're going to look at it not just from the U.S., but from a global perspective. Um, we, we've got a couple of uh, great uh, panelists, guests who will be chatting with us, uh, uh, well-known experts. So we'd like to have you join that. And then, John, next month we're doing a webinar on the um, national priorities, I think. Yeah, the hope is that the regs will be out by then. So it's it's not tentative in terms of the schedule, but we may make a last minute adjustment if we think it's going to come, uh, you know, in the following month. But if it does uh, come, we have some chance to talk about it. We've done a lot of programming on priorities. Uh, conferences have as well. Uh, obviously, what we're looking for very carefully is what's the regs? What are they going to look like? And will they recognize what FinCEN said they would? And that is not all priorities or all institutions should be treated the same. Yes. Um, okay. Well, you have a great week, uh, rest of the week. I will see you next week and we'll probably have to find a few minutes while we're at the forum to sit down and uh, record uh, for our session next week. Sounds good. Take care. Stay all safe. Right. Yep. You too. Bye-bye.